3: Monday Night Knicks, salute to Knicks Nation out there. This is a special edition podcast of Knicks Fan TV. CP from Knicks Fan TV here. Joining me right now is special guest. He is the Knicks beat writer for the New York Post, Mark Berman on the line. Mark, how you doing, man? Welcome back to the show.
5: Uh, Thanks so much. Uh, A little tired from that two-game road trip, just got back in, but um, it was a pretty fun trip
3: yeah yeah listen man you know the squad is certainly coming together and uh strung a couple wins together unfortunate loss last night in a double ot thriller uh but we'll we'll uh certainly touch on that but um you know let's let's touch on the events that transpired last week you know last week was supposed to be highlighted by the trade deadline and uh and not only did we have a trade but we had the the president fired and and a new president uh potentially hired. Uh, What did you make of the timing of, number one, Mills' ouster and the naming of Leon Rose uh, on the trade deadline? What did you make of the timing there?
5: Yeah, well, we've written a couple of stories about the timing. Uh, One of the stories was, uh, according to sources, is that Dolan was afraid it was going to get out that he had already started researching uh, Mills' replacement, and he almost assuredly had spoken to Leon Rose before sure. uh, Mills got officially fired. and But he was doing his due diligence, thinking about other candidates. And Dolan just did not want to be in a position where it came out that he's already interviewing Steve's replacement while, while he was still in place. Mm. So they both agreed, and I think Steve kind of knew, Maybe he was doing a little behind his back, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But they both agreed, let's make this official and make an announcement. And it was also two days before the trade deadline. And the other issue that we ran into was Scott and Steve had a difference of opinion on what to do with Marcus Morris. Hmm. Steve wanted to see if, unless there's some whopping offer for an all-star caliber type young player, he wanted to keep Marcus and see if they could sign him long-term. Hmm. And Scott, and I guess Jim Dolan too, felt that, you know what? We're not going to throw out so much of our cap money at Marcus Mars at age 30. So let's just trade him for future assets. Yeah. They did that. Mills was fired. Probably wasn't thrilled with the trade. Cause I don't think he would have just taken a late first round pick mm-hmm. and a second round pick, but, you know what's done is done, and you know we just. Uh, you look at the 2020 draft; they're set up pretty well. I don't know yeah. if fans really realize how well they're set up for 2020. They have three picks, possibly in the top 35. Hmm.
6: Hmm.
3: Yeah. No. It's uh. You know, th- this new regime is certainly coming in with with a nice. Uh, asset list, asset inventory to work with. But wh- what do you make of it in terms of Leon Rose? couple things. You know, a lot of the research you do on him is well-connected, well-respected around the league, so on and so forth, and all that is great. But almost every opinion on him comes with that, but, you know, it's a learning curve. But he's right. got a lot on his plate. But he's going to have to figure it out. You know, even Carmelo saying he's going to have to figure it out. Then what was the impetus? Because to me, it seems like there's a lot of work to be done here. It just came off to me, this hiring, you know, as a as a free agent, stargazing type of chase, more so than, you know, really trying to build this thing from the ground up. What, what did you make of going that route with the player agent?
5: Yeah, I know the stargazing angle got some steam because he's well-connected with, say, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker. Obviously, he had Carmelo Anthony. Who knows if he tries to bring back Carmelo for one final season next year. But I think Dolan got it got it in his head. He's tried a lot of different methods in presidents. And he says, alright, I see this little trend catching fire with Bob Myers and Polinka yeah. although some other agents haven't worked out, like Lon Babby in and so Phoenix yeah. and Arn Talon in Detroit. Detroit's kind of been uh, mediocre. Been although Stan Van Gundy made the Blake Griffin trade, and that's Destroyed the franchise, mm-hmm. but it got it in his head. Maybe from Steve Stout, the new brand branding guy, you know, trying to change the Dolan image. Uh, and Leon is, you know, one of the most well-connected agents out there, a former LeBron agent. Mm-hmm. And listen, the agents scout. I mean, they they scout yeah. college players because they want to sign the crema de la crema i mean they are out there at college games uh so there's so many things that leon does that a president does uh hammering out deals he's just on the other side of the table but he's hammering out all these contracts and he hammered out a terrific contract with carmelo anthony uh when he resigned and he got that no trade clause in there that really hurt the Knicks. I mean, the fact is that Leon has hurt the Knicks uh, quite a bit. Right, Because and that's, he what, that's also I
3: wanted to get to next, because yeah, how, how fair is it, it. I about mean, the Bargnani we'll, trade and Chris Smith and exactly. all of that? How, how fair is it to put that criticism on him?
5: Well, some when I when I wrote it, I mean, some people were saying, well, he's doing the best for his client. But Leon, when he, you know, helped engineer the original Carmelo deal, mm-hmm. where the Knicks gave up too much. He thought... The trade was going to turn them into a terrific team. And listen, they did win 54 games in the aftermath. So, you know, Denver didn't exactly reap the benefits of those assets. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Bargnani trade was worse. You know, Carmelo wanted uh, another perimeter threat to open the floor for him. And, you know, Leon thought his client Bargnani would be a, a perfect addition and listen, Masai worked the trade, but it was Leon who and we- and Wesley who you know were really trying to help out Carmelo and help out the Knicks. And it turned out that it was a disaster. Disaster. Exactly. And the Curry deal, you know, Leon thought that Curry would flourish with Isaiah Thomas, and it didn't happen. But yeah, listen, he's still doing what's best for his client, right. and not what's essentially best for the Knicks but you'd think he's bringing Curry to the Knicks to make and he wants his client to win and it didn't work out but listen he's a very smart guy Mm -hmm. everyone likes him in the league you know I think there's a lot of potential there but you know there's a lot of inexperience too so you know it's tough to to guarantee that he'll have success
3: right now, now you mentioned the inexperience. Hopefully, he can bring in a, a well experienced um, GM. You had mentioned some potential names: a couple lackluster ones, Chris Wallace, former GM of the Grizzlies; uh, Bobby Marks, former GM of the Nets; Malik Rose, who's an assistant there at Detroit. Well, timing-wise, when do you expect them to to kind of make a decision on that? You also mentioned Scott Perry could still be in the running based on his association with West. But when do you think they yeah. they, they would you know kind of round out the team?
5: It's a tough. It's it's a, a big mystery. I mean, it, it, I, we're on the road and we're with some of these scouts, and they're kind of in the dark. I mean, they're still scouting the games. They still are hoping they're going to be in the war room uh, in late June, making these three picks: uh, the two first-round picks and the early second-round pick. Um, but no one knows for sure. No one knows what essentially the timetable and what Leon. Is going to want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely does want to hire a GM. I think Scott has a chance to stick around, maybe in a different role. Hopefully, <laughs> I like Scott a lot, and I think he is a good college guy. and uh, And maybe he could, you know, move into the director of the college scouting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the timetable, like we don't even know when they're exactly going to announce it. Mm-hmm. I feel it kind of. Delaying it until after the All Star break, mm. you know then we only have two more days. Right, uh, and I think Leon's going to be in Chicago. So I don't know. Maybe they could do it Wednesday, but I don't have any strong indication that they will. Okay. I do. I am told that Leon will be around and at the All Star uh, weekend. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the timing is something that even the you know the Knicks employees really don't know. And Scott Perry. Was it a good mood on the road because they were winning games? Um, But you could tell there's some moments we've seen Scott and he's looked a little down.
3: Yeah. Tough, tough, tough business, man. And then an, another person who could be, you know, negative negatively impacted by all this. Uh, unfortunately, is interim coach Mike Miller. I mean, I, I like what Miller's brought to the team. Obviously, you could see the the, the difference in the play between he he and Fisdale. They're executing a lot better. Yeah, you can point that to the chemistry as well. But I, I like how Miller is, is there teaching. I like how he's just about X's and O's and and really nothing else. But obviously, with the new regime coming in it's likely that he could be on on the way out. And and just a couple minutes ago, you you released an article pointing to Tom Thibodeau and Jeff Van Gundy as potential replacements. Uh, What's your takes on that?
5: Yeah, listen, Leon doesn't know Mike Miller. uh, And Mike has done a good job, 13-19. and They've had a three-game winning streak. They've had a four-game winning streak. But I do temper the enthusiasm because... The schedule got a lot easier. easier.
3: Yeah,
5: Mike. Mike has only beaten two teams that have right now a winning record, mm. uh, so he's taking care of business against some of the mediocre teams in the league, which is really good. Right. Um, but uh, you know, he hasn't. You know, he beat Indiana and he beat Miami. Those are the two teams. Yeah. Uh Listen, the defense has been much better. I think they move the ball. There's more strategy. There's more adjustments. He's done a better job than Fisdale. There's no doubt about it, but, you know, some people are wondering if Fisdale is, you know, one of the, you know, I don't want to be too harsh, but he he is right now technically the worst coach in Nick history <laughs> record-wise. <laughs> um, but, you know, anyway, Leon doesn't know Mike, and he knows Tom Thibodeau very well. Um, he's a CAA client, Tom, and he knows Jeff. Jeff likes him a lot. You know, Jeff is hoping that Mike Miller survives. He'd yep. love to see it. He likes Mike a lot. But who knows? You know, I th- I'm pretty sure I've been told that, you know, Jeff and Tom are going to get interviews. Hmm. And maybe if Jeff gets the job, maybe he actually puts Mike Miller on his staff as the defensive coordinator. Um, but, yeah, I-, I mean, unless Mike Miller like gets this team into the playoffs. Yeah which is a big long shot. I I just don't see him coming back in the head coaching role, although I could see him uh, hanging on uh, as part of uh, a new coaching staff. Interesting.
3: Hey, listen, I would definitely welcome Jeff uh, back to the squad. That was my favorite coach uh, on this team for sure, so I would definitely welcome But the
5: game is a little different. Yeah. Since 2006. I mean, it's a three-point shooting league. Right. But Jeff was – Not a great offensive coach anyway. He was a great defensive coach. Mm -hmm. And the defensive stuff is still similar. And he's just got a great defensive mind and a great motivator on defense. So True. I think he'll do very well.
3: Um, real quick on the team, present day, uh, buyout candidates. You, you said Bobby Portis wants to stick around. It, it looks like Ellington could be um, a potential candidate. And it was unfortunate that he starts to, uh, you know, play better after the trade deadline, but that's neither here nor there. What, what about Harkless? You know, Harkless seems yeah. like a guy to me. They say he was sick. To me, it seems like he was sick from you know going from the first team to the worst team. But is Harkless <laughs> is a potential buyout candidate as well, in your opinion?
5: So we spoke to Harkless uh, in Detroit mm-hmm. before the Detroit game on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gave us all the lines about, you know, the kid from Queens. It's his dream to play for the Knicks. Yeah. But Bobby Marks uh, of ESPN, and he's you know, pretty clued in. He said, you know, look out in late February uh, for, for Maurice to maybe decide that he might want to go to another team, if his agent can find uh, a playoff contender that could use him. Yeah. My sense is the Knicks have told him that, you know, his playing time is not assured like it was in uh, Clipperland. Right. that they don't really have a lot of plans for him to re-sign him. And as the season goes on, they're going to probably <laughs> – maybe play the younger players like Kevin Knox, you know, 35, 38 minutes. So maybe Maurice, after speaking to us, maybe he's spoken to some people within the organization and, and they told him like, you might want to just contemplate if there is a team out there because we can't give you major playing time. Uh, Ellington, uh, he's been a great leader here and he's really helped some young players. But he can shoot the three, and that's what this it's NBA so game has yeah. become. And, and especially in the playoffs, you need a a three point shoot, shooter who could come off the bench cold and knock down a couple. That's Wayne Ellington, yeah. and he uh, told us that he definitely has a decision to make. But it doesn't have to come until that deadline, which I think is early March, mm. where you can't you got to sign with a team before a Probably certain be date. Exactly, and I don't know the exact date, but I thought it was early March.
3: Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, with the Harkless thing, listen, I, I love the return story. I was a big fan of his and St. John's and everything, but there's there's yeah. just too many wings right now, especially yeah. with the young guys that need a look. Um, last two questions, and, and it pertains to the young guys versus vets kind of battle here. I You know, I don't know if you want to call this a playoff push or what. They're five and a half games out of eighth. You're seeing guys like Peyton get, still get a ton of minutes. Taj... Last night didn't get that many. Mitch doubled his minutes, but Taj has, you know, been starting getting the minutes. When do you see them kind of making a transition to get some of these young guys a bit more consistent, um, you know, minutes out there?
5: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's when Leon is officially named the president, and he'll obviously have a talk with Mike. And I'm pretty sure he'll, at some point, have to say, listen, we're rebuilding. We traded Marcus Morris for a late first-round pick that's what our strategy is. So if we could get uh, Knox in there for 35 minutes, and if we could get Dennis Smith as the starting point guard, 34 minutes, and if we could get Iggy out of the G League, because he's not only is he scoring a lot, but he's now becoming a lot more efficient, I'm told. Early on in the G League, he was scoring, but the shooting percentage was low. Now he's really putting up some efficient numbers. Mm-hmm. So, and then Wooden will have you know 25 games or 23 games, whatever. Probably tw- it could be 25 because when the G League season ends, the clock stops ticking right. on the amount of time he can it's spend with late. the big club. So yeah, there's going to be a time. But right now, no one's told him anything. So he's playing to win. He's playing for his record. He's playing for his career. He's playing the best players who are giving him the best chance to win. Yeah. So last night, Mitchell Robinson was outstanding, yeah, as great. good as I've seen him. And he rolled great. with him for over 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and Taj played a little less. But that's what Mike Miller is right now. Whoever is contributing, no matter what age you are, no matter what your contract looks like, he's going to play you more as long as you're contributing. And that's the philosophy for Mike Miller now. Yeah. I think it changes when Leon uh, jumps uh, aboard. Interesting.
3: And, and last question, um, you know, one, one, one of the kids that the fan base is very concerned about it is Kevin Knox. And number one, his playing time is, is has gone down dramatically since last year. Obviously, last year he was starting a lot more games. But And, and I don't know if you've asked this question of Miller or, or the front office before, but... Why is it, in your opinion, that, that the Knicks are not utilizing the G League for some of their young talent yep. that's not playing or not playing well or lacking confidence in Knox's case? I mean, you, you're seeing guys like, you know, Siakam came up through the G League. You got Sekou from Detroit coming up from the D League. You had other guys, you know, Jonathan Isaac did a couple stints in the G League and so on. Why do you think it is that the Knicks are not utilizing the G League um, in that fashion?
5: Yeah, they they do it very sparingly and actually Iggy. Is not going to play at all, so he's in the G League. But with Kevin, they feel he's still coming off the bench and playing minutes, and they feel like right now, you know, 14 minutes uh, in the NBA is better than 30 in the G League or 35 in the four in the G League. Mm. And they still feel like if he's playing well, he'll he'll play 25 minutes. You know, it depends how he's doing. He's playing uh, better defensively. I think we could all agree he's blocked some shots. Yeah. Uh, he, he's rebounding a little better. He's not getting beat off the dribble as much. He seems to be more in position. It's just offensively, there's no spark. He seems Last lost. year, we saw so much more of it. Yeah. His confidence level is very low, very low. And I was really surprised after the Morris trade. Here, you know, Morris is the starting small forward. And you'd think that after the trade, Miller would say, all right, Kevin Knox will start. Right. But nope, he went with a three-guard lineup. Uh, Even, I guess, even with Barrett out one night, he still went with three guards, uh, getting Bullock in at small forward. So, yeah, it's a little mystifying. I I mean, Miller obviously doesn't think that major minutes for Kevin Knox is justified, uh, considering how spotty his offensive game has been. And, you know, when we... When I talk about his defense, it's not that it's very good; it's just better—better yeah. better than it has uh, been—and it was it was pretty bad last season yeah. and earlier this year.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed it as well, and and I think like I I think he could certainly benefit from just to get his confidence up and to even just work on a go to move, you know, other than just you yeah. know shooting a jump shot and and a prayer, you know, on his drives. He really has no intermediate go to shot that he can really rely on. So, ho- hopefully I, I know, but really I felt last that.
5: year there was. There was more stuff there. Yeah. I felt he he was a little... Listen, I know when he went to the basket, there was a prayer. I mean, he was, you know, he wasn't taking contact well. Mm -hmm. But I thought his three-point shot last season, you know, there were nights where they were just dropping through. And he hasn't had that type of uh, rush this year, that type of rhythm with the three-point shot. And it's been disappointing. I just feel it's his confidence. Yeah, yeah well let's
3: we'll, we'll see what happens man and certainly want to see him playing a lot better but um mark i definitely definitely appreciate you giving us some minutes i know you, you're extremely tired a long road trip and everything <laughs> but um thanks thanks again for coming on man that's number three for you man that's number three appearances now. on ESPN tv man so thanks again mark
5: excellent all right i really appreciate it i had a great time and uh please ask again
3: all right no problem man take it easy bye all right that was uh Mark Berman of the New York Post. Uh just to come on, give us a couple minutes, recap, you know, all all that transpired last week. And um, yeah, that, that was that was a good interview, man. So definitely appreciate that. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Hit that thumbs up button for Knicks Fan TV. We touched on the uh the Leon Rose hiring, uh the timing of everything, uh, uh Mills' departure. And just to sum it up, he said, you know what, Mills, he said, um, Part of it was Dolan wanted to just not, you know, have it out there that he's looking for a new president, which we probably all figured that Mills's days were were, were numbered. And then, you know, the fact that uh, they disagreed on on the Mars deal, you know, the same debates that come from the chat uh, were, were going into the front office and, and Perry and Mills and Dolan had a disagreement on how to handle Mars. Mills wanted Mars here, sign him long term. Perry and Dolan wanted Mars dealt which I gotta side with those two guys. So, on the Leon Rose topic, uh, I touched on. You know, you you know, it's, it's tough to tough to agree with. But Dolan wanting to kind of go with the, what's in vogue right now, what the fad is, and that is going with player agents that you know have those connections in the league. To me, again, it still plays out as uh, Dolan wanted to repair the image among the league and outside the league with. Hiring Leon Rose, hiring Steve Stout, which is not a bad thing. But again, I want to see what the rest of the infrastructure looks like under Leon Rose and how we're going to, you know, what the vision is going to be. I've said that on previous shows. Again, what the vision is going to be from Westchester on down, scouting, everything, not just about uh, uh, going after big name free agents and so on. Now, the Carmelo trade, again, you know, gives you gives you reason for concern, the Barnani trade. Gives you reason for concern. He talked about Curry, not Steph Curry, Eddie Curry. The Eddie Curry trade was again, something that gives you, you know, reason for concern because you you want to make sure that these guys are not going to take unnecessary gambles with the assets that we have just to say, you know, we, okay, we brought in Bradley Beal. Okay, great. What, what's the rest of it? You know, just as, just as an example. So again, I'm, I'm going to, you know, stay cautiously optimistic. And let's see what happens there. He gave you uh, Thibodeau and Van Gundy as names, potential head coaching names. You know, I like Miller. I'd love to keep Miller here and continue having him grow with the young guys. I'd love to bring Jeff Van Gundy back. Some of you guys that have been watching this show know uh, I'm a. You know, I'm always going to be a Van Gundy guy for sure. But let's see. You know, at, like like Mark was saying, and and like some of the skeptics say has to gain pass Van Gundy by, especially offensively. You know, who's going to be his offensive first assistant if he is given that job. But, that, yeah, listen, I would definitely welcome Jeff here. Uh, I would definitely welcome Jeff here. Some of the GM, you know, picks, I'm not too, uh, it, you know, uh, I'm not too too happy with. But, and again, all the all that can change. And, and again, that's all speculation right now. But uh, you're talking about a guy like a, a Chris Wallace from the Grizzlies. I mean, this guy was pretty abysmal in his 12 years with uh uh with Memphis. I mean, yeah, he drafted Jaron Jackson Jr., but let's take a look at his draft record uh, prior to that because it, it really wasn't much to write home about. You take a look at... Um, let me just swipe it over. Hit that thumbs up button for your boy. 07 Conley. Obviously, no-brainer. That was a franchise point guard for a while. He, he got Conley in there. 2008, he trades... The rights to Kevin Love for the rights to O. J. Mayo. Now, if you're going from it back then, I don't think it was that controversial of a deal because O. J. Mayo was very was highly touted as a prospect. I mean, they were talking about O. J. Mayo as being like, you know, the the next big thing. So he was highly touted, even though Kevin Love really splashed onto the scene with it with a great NCAA tournament that year. You know, this is a tough call, but Dante Green out of Syracuse never panned out to be anything. He picked Hashim to beat second in the 2009 draft ahead of James Harden, Tyreek Evans, Ricky Rubio, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, Ty Lawson, Jeff Teague. So that was that was a, a, a dud. Damari Carroll 2009, Xavier Henry 2010, Dominique Jones, Gravis Vasquez, Tony Roten. Jordan Adams, Sorrell Martin, Wade the fourth. I mean, th- this guy's resume was really, really lackluster. Really lackluster, so let's hope they don't go the Chris Wallace route, y- you know what I mean? Let- let's just hope they don't go the Chris Wallace route there, but um, yeah, let- let's see, let- let's see. And Berman had mentioned, you know, some of you guys were wondering why the uh, uh, Leon Rose signing was not made official yet. Uh, Berman had alluded to the fact that he needs to divest from his client interests. Remember, he's still a player agent. So he has to, you know, pass all those books off and clear his name from all of that business before he can officially accept the role of of uh president of basketball operations. So let's see what happens there. We do know that he, he currently represents Carmelo. He represents Embiid, uh uh Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, and and those guys. So Let's see how all those connections help us out in the long run. I'm gonna take a couple of calls uh, just to get your thoughts on whatever you want to talk about. If you want to talk about the uh, talk about the interview, talk about um, you know last night's game, whatever you guys want to talk about, man. I'll, I'll uh, take some calls for a couple minutes and, and then wrap up. Remember, to hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Hit that subscribe button as well. A salute to everybody in the chat once again. haven't seen who's in there chatting but uh salute to everybody man let's get uh let's get these calls up all right here we go all right let's see who's on the line
6: one all
3: right uh dave ahead and go ahead and uh screen some of the calls and and we'll get some callers in here salute to everybody in the chat once again uh, who's in here, we got Khalid Pasha in here, all the mods, Edgar Rivera, what's going on, peace to Ari, AOMO, Emma, what's going on, Nathaniel Hall, how you feeling, what'd you guys think of the interview, Alex Collins, what's going on, he said, isn't Chris Wallace the guy on Fox News, that's the other Chris Wallace, but yeah, this is the, the uh, the, the, uh, Grizzlies' former GM, Chris Wallace, was there for 12 years, and uh, yeah, he, he, he's, his reputation is not that great, so, Hopefully they don't bring him on. You also have Bobby Marks, the former assistant general manager of the Nets, known to be a capologist, but, you know, hasn't been in in the league for a while. He's been d- doing his cap stuff on ESPN as the, uh, the, the mock GM, so to speak. But he's represented by CAA right now. So I guess that's where Berman, you know, drew that connection. All right, let's hear from the first caller, Andy from Jersey. Andy, how you feeling, man?
7: I'm good, man. What's good, CP?
3: How you feeling, bro? What's good?
7: I'm great. I um, kind of just wanted to give my thoughts on um, kind of the new hiring of um, the new president and kind of where the Knicks should be going in the um, near, near future. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think uh, the hiring of Leon Rose and World Wide West, I'm, I'm kind of on the same side as you are. Um more of a cost, um, like optimistic, culturally optimistic. I do think it's a great hire, but from a brand perspective, I think a lot of teams or a lot of um, players are going to kind of look at the Knicks now. Um, but at the same time, with World Wide West, um, he's kind of been in the AAU grass market. Um, he kind of kind of hinted of giving John Calipari a lot of his players, and I do think that um, if as a Knicks we have a um, open checkbook, we need to just hire the best GM and we need to hire all the best scouts and all the best talent. And kind of similar with the. Um, I love what Mike Miller's doing. He has the team looking actually really good. Um, fizzed, uh slow over the dribble hands off on top of a key. It was, it was over for that. But I do think if we don't keep him long term, I think we should bring in Jeffrey and Gundy, bring in uh, Mark Jackson, but at the same time, say Mike Miller kind of do similar to what Doug Rivers is doing. He has a whole bunch of had uh, coaches on his staff. Yeah. He has Mike Woodson. He has um, Ty Lu. Mm-hmm. So I think at the same time with the Knicks, we need to just hire all the best talent, hire all the best coaches, and just basically nurture the talent that we do have and use our assets wisely. Okay. Um, but I do think um, as a GM coming forward, um, that we have a we look pretty good. But okay. we gotta be optimistic.
3: Appreciate, appreciate optimistic. the call, man. Of the optimistic is where I'm at as well. And and you heard Berman, maybe if, if Van Gundy's selected, maybe he keeps Mike Miller on a, as his defensive assistant. You, you never know. I just like the way that Mike Miller, it's just about basketball with him. It's just about X's and O's. It's not about ego. It's not about personality in New York. He just wants to do his job focus on the team, coach the team up, and go home. And, and that's what I like about them. Cause they, and they're playing hard for them. You could see that. They're, they're playing very hard for them. Um, somebody asked what, what the uh, what the asset inventory is looking like right now. We have seven first-round picks in the next four years, 2020 through 2023. We got the Clippers pick in 2020, which is part of the Marcus Morris deal. We have the two Dallas picks starting in 2021 and 23, part of the uh, Porzingis deal. You want to call the 2021, we have a right to swap with the Clippers Uh, A first round pick But you know uh, Unless Armageddon or Hellfreeze is over We're not going to get that opportunity But it's there if if we wanted it to be And then also we have uh, Three second round picks in the next two years None of our own but we we still have it So again Let's see what happens But you know to Andy's point Just got to make sure that the structure around Rose is is proper Uh, Pal what's going on pal Pal from LA what's good bro Yo, yo, can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear, bro. Try, if y'all, if I'm on speakerphone, just take it off, bro. Uh,
8: I'm driving right now. I'll be unwise. Is it, like, terrible? No, nah, go,
3: go ahead. Just be careful in the road. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. you good.
8: Ah, okay. All right. I missed the show, but before I start, everybody, y'all need to smash that thumbs up button, man. Your boy's on Hit working that hard. thumbs up button, I don't need you to bring you Chris Childs. He brought you Chris Childs. He brought you Chuck B. Now he brought you Berman. Come on, man. <laughs> that, that deserves one Three thumbs up. Every Three single times. person in this right now, yeah, man. Do the right thing. If the Knicks can't do the right thing, you can do the right thing. Support the <laughs> brand, man. All right. Mm-hmm.
6: All
8: right. So I missed the show, but I just I, I just want to get your opinion on this, right? Because mm-hmm. right now I think you know Miller is really handling the situation well, considering his his staff is Fizz's old staff. Not only that, he got thrown in the middle of the season and then he's working with a bunch of players that he's not familiar with, that he didn't he did not go to training camp with. Do you think mm-hmm. besides just Mike Miller, do you think we should stick with the coach right now? Or do you think we should try our hand out and trying a different coach? I just want to get your opinion on that. Like like I said, man. I, that's about it. But yes, yeah, yeah. I just want your opinion on that. Okay. Yeah.
3: P- appreciate it, bro. I, I would stick with Miller, man. I would stick. Listen, I, obviously, I want to see who everybody is coming in, all the pool and everybody that's being considered. But I would strongly consider bringing Miller back. The players are responding to him. He's coached up in the G League. It's a player that the young players can grow with, right? This is still a, a, a two to three year, probably even four year project that that these guys have to, have to uh, deal with here. So I would bring Miller back. The players are responding to him. They're playing hard for him. He has not playing defense. Maybe not last night. They gave up 140 points, but it happens. They're, they're responding to him. And so I think as the talent continues to, to uh, be upgraded, obviously you want to see the youngsters playing better. Put him in the G League. Put Kevin Knox in the G League. But I, I think Miller deserves a chance. I think Miller definitely deserves a chance. What do you guys think in the chat, man? What do you say? Keep Miller or go another direction, leave a comment in the chat. Let me know what you guys are thinking. SB says he would keep him for the pieces, is saying. Sean Brown, it's a lot of you guys, a, a, a strong consensus saying that uh, you guys want to keep Mike Mill on board. I, I would certainly consider it, but I, I just have a feeling these guys want to go big name, splash. So, But again, if it's Van Gundy, I wouldn't have a problem with it. JJ, what's going on? JJ from Brooklyn, how you feeling? Yo, what up, bro?
6: How's, how's everything, man? Most good, man? too man, uh, I just wanna say real quick, like uh, you know, just just the young kids, I just feel like we're not you know, we're not developing. It's just like what's the goal of the season? You know, yeah. make some fake playoff run and you know, and then like, like you just said, I just wanna mention real quick, you mentioned why can't we uh send Knox down to the G League? I think with the Knicks, correct me if you think I'm wrong, mm-hmm. like I just think we worried about, you know, perception so much, it's like, oh man, we just Sent a kid down that we drafted him in the lottery, you know, whereas like the magic mm-hmm. they could send that send down Jonathan Isaac because there's not that not that pressure or right. that backlash. Yeah. You know what
3: I mean? Yeah, it it could be you know, a perception no, like thing. Roles. It's It could just cert- like, it could no. certainly be yeah, yeah, go ahead. this could certainly be uh a perception thing. You know, I, I definitely yeah wanna see Knox getting some more minutes, whether it's here in the G League. Put ISO in the G League. ISO's not playing a single minute throw him in the G League. You say his defense right. isn't good, put him in the G League to work on his defense. You say he doesn't pass, put him in the G League. Right. It's the same system. Put him in the G League to, to work on his yeah. facilitating and whatnot. You got Kenny up there, let him and Kenny run those pick and rolls with Iggy on the wing, Kev on the wing. Exactly. Let, let them go
6: out there and ball. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Now let me just say, like, uh, like, I don't know, people just say, oh, play Knox, but Play Knox 30 minutes for what? This coach needs every win. He's trying to play for his job. Would you play Knox all yeah. those minutes if you needed every win? Come on, man. Yeah,
3: you're right. Yeah, I, you're right. And, you know, and no, DSJ same know. way, man. I appreciate the call. I just want to run through all the calls and make sure we get it in um before we wrap up. But I, I definitely understand it. I, I hear where Berman is coming from. Obviously, the guy's coaching for his resume. He's going to go with the guys that give him the best chance to win. Um And listen, also... When we brought in some of these vets, right, and, and we had these shows early in the summertime, I did see a role for teaching these young guys, especially from Taj. And you saw Mitch giving that credit last night. Mitch, during um, last night's game, and, and he was close to dominant in that fourth quarter. And, and he credited Taj for making him come out uh, and, and just be forceful. and and dominate the game and, and, and enforce his will out there. And you saw that from Mitch, you you saw, uh, uh, this was one of those games where Mitch's impact was, was very much felt. And he gave a lot of credit to Taj for mentoring him. So I think there is a role for guys like a Taj Ellington has been known to be a leader, obviously Morris, what he brought, you know, I think that does matter. I think that certainly does matter. So it's, it's, it's a fine line. It's a fine balance, and they have to figure it out. I don't think Peyton needs to get those, you know, predominant starters minutes going forward. If you're going to try to keep winning some of these games and try to push for the playoffs, give it, a, give it another week or two. Throttle that down. Throw Frank back up there. If you're not going to throw DHA in the G League, throw DSHA back up there. They are on the contract for next year. And and I would look at Peyton and say, listen, you're you're a good backup, and maybe you come back next year as a good backup. He's a CAA client, so we'll see if Rose and, and those guys want to deal with him. But I definitely think they should be considering the G League as well. Ari, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, CT? How you doing? How you feeling, bro?
4: I'm good, I'm good. So, um... Well, before I get into that, um, you know, I kind of dis- I kind of disagree, man. I think that you got to go for wins. I think this whole tanking and develop the young guys—I mean, that's what practice is for. You develop in practice. <coughs> Excuse me, if you want to really develop your game, then you should be showing up early to practice. You should be staying late. You should be getting shots up um, during All-Star break. You should be putting in that work. I think there, when it comes to du- during the game, you have to try to win because it's gonna, its part of changing the culture and the perception around the league. Um, so. You know, and I think it's good for a team, a young team, to, you know, get accustomed to winning habits. So I kind of disagree with that. But mm-hmm. besides that, um, you know, with regards to Leon Rose, you know, um, I think, like, we always say, like, you know, like, it seems like he's stargazing. And obviously that is the main that – that, that seems to be the main point of, of um, Dolan's move. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we just can't go all in on stargazing like we did with, with, with Mills and Perry in yeah. 2020 you know, we should go all in on developing the youth and, um, you know, developing through the draft and building a team. But, stargaze at the same time. Like, it yeah. can't hurt, right? Yeah. So, I think I think that is what to do. And um, that starts with hiring a good GM. With regards to Mike Miller, personally, I would extend him for one more year because mm-hmm. next year's team's not going to change much anyway. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, like, go at pre-agents maybe and say, like, you know, we'll let you pick, we'll let you have input on who the coach is moving forward or whatever. I think I think they should extend him for one more year and give him, like, a real chance to see if he should earn the job, but only for one more year. And um, the last thing I want to say is I have a bold prediction to make right now, okay. all right? I know I'm going to get heat in the chat. I have a bold <laughs> prediction to uh, make. All right. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm telling you, tell you right now, we should all be very, very keen on what's going on in New Orleans right now because Zion is there. He's the face of the NBA, and, you know, definitely the face of that organization, And Brandon Ingram's going to be a free agent in 2021. He's going to be 23 years old. And what I could, listen, listen, what I think is going to happen, Mm -hmm. this is my bold prediction. I think Brandon Ingram is going to want to be the number one option and have all the lights on him. I think he's going to demand a trade from New Orleans during the middle of next year because of the Zion thing. And I think the Knicks should not trade all their assets for Brandon Ingram, but I think he's going to try to force his way out of New Orleans. And the only place I could see him really landing is in new york and i think that you know that would be i think that's going to be leon rose's first test as a gm like was he does he make that trade or not hopefully he doesn't make that trade and tries to sign him as a free agent but that's my bold prediction so okay. i'm on the record for saying that and tell serge to take this right
3: <laughs> my bold prediction are is that that devil's lettuce is getting to your head man because uh I don't see that happening, bro. I, I really don't see that happen. I don't know the type of type of person that Brandon Ingram is. I couldn't see, you know, that that, that, that the New Orleans Pelicans is like NBA Duke. You know, he's got all his guys over there, man. So I don't, I don't see that. You got Redick, you got Zion, you got Ingram. They got their fraternity over there, man. I, I don't see him, you know, having an ego that this early where where he wants to get out of there. Not like KD did. It's still early. It's still very early for Ingram, man. I, I don't even think about that Ingram thing because to me it's just a pipe dream. There's there's no chance uh, New Orleans shakes him loose. You, you think David Griffin, who just got there and and is building something nicely there, is, is going to let him shake loose? No chance, no chance, man. Sorry, Ari, man. I don't know. You got to you got to pluck those seeds out of that lettuce, man. That that lettuce is is uh is smelling kind of funky right now. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I'm not sure what's in that batch, but you you got to check that out. Jay Boogie, what's going on, bro?
1: Yeah, well. Hey, what's going on with you, C.P.? How you doing, man? You doing all right this evening? Yeah, man. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm doing all right, man. Hey, man, I'm going to give you straight-up facts, man. Dudes got to get in the gym. They got to get in the gym and want it. They got to get in the gym and work hard. They're not working hard. On the off season. all they're doing is playing free rec with their men's and all that. Nah, they got some money. Go buy you somebody that can really put you on how to... Show you how to work on your game. Point out the things that you're not developing and what's missing in your game. You got people like God, Sham, God. They do stuff like this, man. Mm-hmm. But these guys, they don't want to work for what it. They don't want to work for what they need to have, man. And as long as they don't want to work and, and, and get what they need to have, you're gonna find them right out of the league. They don't need to go down to the G League. They need to go and work, man. Work. Act like you want it, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a privilege that you had that talent. But talent only gets you there. Their yeah. hard work continues to keep you there, man. And these guys don't know that. And ain't nobody in their ears telling these people that. I blame people like Allen Houston and all that. Alan Houston is a 6-7 is a six, six, shoe guard like, just like Knox. He's supposed <laughs> to have him up under his wing. <laughs> That's why I say we need to clear out all them suits and ties, man. But, 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 but Allen Houston right is running, running Westchester, bro. get right.
3: Listen, Allen Houston is running Westchester. Man, you say don't bring him in the G League. That's Allen Houston can, you. He
1: can run it, but but just telling them what to do is not. Now, you got to show them guys, man. Show them guys what they do. Take them one-on-one with it, man. Not in a team orient, man. That's what we're missing, man. We're missing a lot of that, man. We need that, man. Them people, man. Ross Strickland and all them type dudes, man, up there in New York. You ain't calling these guys. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. But besides that, man, you're doing a great job, man. We appreciate, love you, man, for what you're doing, man. Appreciate you on our toes, man. Appreciate I it, Jay. To you, man. For real.
3: Appreciate it, man. And, and hope you're doing all right, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah. I mean, listen. I, I can't tell you that they're not working hard. You know, we, from what you see from the videos and everything, Knox is working. I was at summer league. Knox was there. You know, he's playing. He's playing hard. He's playing hard in summer league. I just think some of these guys need more coaching. These guys are leaving fresh, 18 years old, man. A lot of these guys are not ready. They need to utilize the G League. Siakam was in the G League damn near all his whole rookie year, damn near. And if there's a Raptor fan in the chat, I'm wrong, correct me. But I believe he was in there damn near his whole rookie year. They had Sekou start off his rookie year in the G League. Yes, no, these guys were not lottery picks like Knox, but put them in there put him in there to work on his game, work on his awareness, work on his shot, get his get confidence back in his jumper. You know, get 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 you to you know, learn how to use his body to initiate that contact in the lane instead of just throwing it up for for a prayer. Working on a go-to move so I I think they should utilize it that way. I, th- I would definitely put ISO out there to work on his his weaknesses. What is he doing up here? He's not even playing, and I think this guy has potential. So you mentioned Alan Houston. Uh, hopefully we get to out- interview Alan Houston next, and I, I definitely want to ask him that. Like, what is, what is the 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 strategy? Well, it's hard to even say that now with the new regime, right? So I don't even know if that's even a, a good question to ask because so much is in flux. But you know that's what i want to know like can we get these guys um to develop in the right way or is the right way having them watch these vets you know i, I think it's a mix i think it's a balance all right a couple more calls will from li what's good will
2: hey what's going on man what's happening
3: chillin bro how you feeling you
2: good, good, good yo uh Shout out to J L for holding it down on Sunday, and then um, well, not not Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday up, yeah, and then um, CK two K for joining on yesterday, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so listen, man, I wanted to talk to you about Leon Rose, right? I want to know because I know he has, you know, he has to, uh, you know, lose all his clients, he has to drop everything, all the bureaucracy and all that before he can officially take the job. Mm-hmm. But when he officially takes the job, right, mm-hmm. and he gets his press conference what do you want him to say what do you want him to say about the direction of the team do you think as an agent knowing how you know knowing talent and like knowing free agents and all of that mm-hmm. cuz you know like you said like you said stargazing right
6: mm-hmm.
2: he, he has that as an asset do you think that he will commit to a full rebuild playing the young guys you know playing You know, playing the guys and letting them grow or going through, you know, players that obviously he has an eye of the talent. He can probably tell that there's free agents out there that could probably bring them in.
3: I I want them to communicate. And, you know, that's going to be the question. I want them to be committed to the rebuild. Stick with the rebuild. I don't want him to say, oh, we're going to turn things around fast or we're going to expedite this thing and, mm-hmm. and things like like what Steve Stout is saying. We're going to be aggressive. Okay, yeah, be aggressive, but remember that the foundation still has to come through the draft, meaning we still have to scout the right players, Absolutely. pick the right players, and coach them up and build those assets.
2: Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's what
7: I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that, one more thing, one more
2: question, mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of sidetracked. Uh, what did you think of David Fisdale comment oh. about what he learned about <laughs> being in You know what? Good York? good segue. Good segue, <laughs> bro,
3: because I was I was just gonna get into yeah, it. So uh... let me let me play it. Let me I'm gonna play it for the chat. I'm not sure if you're gonna be able to hear it in or not, but you heard uh-huh. it already. So I'm gonna play it for the chat. Yeah, no, yeah. And, uh, yeah, let, no, yeah probably needed... I'll,
1: I'll leave you off on that. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll probably need it. All right. Mm-hmm. Crack the whip a little more and be more demanding of the young guys to do more winning things and not be as patient with them from that standpoint. So it was a balance of just trying to find the right lane with each team. But I do think that ultimately when I do get my next chance is what I did take from it is I have to be myself throughout all of it. And I can't be pop. I can't be Spo, you know, I can't be Brad. I just have to be myself. Be comfortable in that skin, and be genuine to the guys, and you know that usually comes off well.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, th- this was Fizdale's comments on SiriusXM Radio about what he learned about his coaching opportunity for the Knicks that we translate to the next. I think, you know, he wants to talk about accountability. Yes, I would definitely say accountability was one of those things, but it was a ski. A lot of it was just the X's and O's. You know, a lot of it was just the X's and O's, you know, just being out coached, you know, the, the timeout situation, not having the proper rotations out there. I just thought all those things were very much lacking. You know, those things were, were, were lacking. You know, listen, he started Kevin Knox for a good, part, good portion of last year. Um, you know, he, he wants to talk about that, but I think he's got to talk about his execution. You, you know his 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 in game chess match, that that he was a lot of times he was on the losing end of the system. So on and so forth, you know the, these guys. Uh, somebody said lack of preparation. Yeah, you know it, these guys just did not look prepared on on most nights. And he was here for two a year and a half. He was here for a year and a half. So as Berman said, he's about to go down as. Uh, uh, the, the, the coach with the worst record in Knicks history. So I'm not sure what those winning things were, but, and I don't know, let's see, you know, let's see if he gets in that shot. I, I wish him well. I don't, I don't wish him no ill will on him, but I, I'm not sure, you know, what those winning things were because we certainly didn't see it here. You know, we, we certainly were not seeing it here. So I, I have no idea. A couple more calls, Chris from Charlotte. What's going on, bro?
9: Hey, what's up, CP man? How you feeling? Man? Good. Hey, first of all, man, thank you for giving the people what they want. You, you always on time with that, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. it. No problem. Dope interview. Thanks, Dope man. Dope interview. Hey, first of all, what I want to say is, um, I don't want Miller for the new coach. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna be straight up honest with you. I mean, he's been doing a good job, mm-hmm. but I think it's time to get a coach in here that's gonna. Because I mean, you look at it. Mitch and Kev and Frank, man, they getting ready to go on like they what second third third fourth coach I mean we 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 got to get somebody in here and keep get it stable like I talked about the other day the yeah. stability we got to get it stable you know what I mean uh, don't want Coach Thibodeau mm-hmm. start a hashtag no. To Thibodeau, hmm. don't want him. Yeah, you
3: look all. at you look at uh, Thibodeau. His, his his reputation was running the young guys into the ground in Minnesota. And I don't know. Some people say that well, they were just soft. Right. Towns and them was just soft. But uh, you know, I'm not sure because he had that same reputation with the Bulls as well. But you know, uh, I don't know, man. I'd rather Van Gundy. Well, than no Minnesota. matter what,
9: whoever they bring in, whoever they bring in is going to be a tough job for me. because like, you got to try to find that nice mix of veterans and and with and getting our our young guys. Yeah. You know, getting the the quality minutes and getting them, it's going to be tough for whoever you bring in. But I just definitely don't want him. And uh, I agree with some of the calls as far as them the, the young guys putting in work. My only thing is, man, I just feel like they're not mentally tough. You know what I mean? I mean, they got the physical skills and, and stuff like that, athleticism, but I think a lot of them are just mentally tough. And that could be from Fitzgale. You I mean some yeah. of the stuff that he was doing? You know, could have could have weakened weakened them mentally, but. I, that's all I see. I don't want to see videos of the, in this off season of these guys working out one on by themselves in the gym. Yeah. Go go to California, do the Rico Hines run, something like you
2: know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
9: Get in there with some other players from the NBA and, and get out there and, and work. That's, yeah, that's what it comes down to, man. Yeah. But anyway, I appreciate appreciate you taking my
3: call. Appreciate man. it, Chris. M- much appreciated, man. And but you know to disagree with Chris though, you know he wants stability, but then he wants to get Miller out of here. To me, I just think like with Van Gundy, he's a lot older. Is this again the right situation for him or is this a Fisdale situation? Would Van Gundy and I'm just throwing Van Gundy out there because, you know, Berman talked about it as a potential. But would Fizz have that? I mean, would, would Van Gundy have that patience for this? You know, because if 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 you don't get this team turned around right away with with star power, it's gonna take some time. This team is gonna take their lumps next year and probably the year after that if you're not getting stars in here. So is is it Van is Van Gundy a long term coach, or is he the coach that you want to take once a Miller gets you to a certain level? You know, that's why I think Miller's the guy. that's just we want to get him get to the max. And then once you say, all right, Miller, Miller, he can't really get us over that hump. Then you turn to the next guy. I don't know. I'm not sure if if Van Gundy's the one that's going to have the patience for this. Remember when he left? (laughs) Remember when he left in uh, 2002? And and I'm sure there was a lot of politics and everything why he did that. It was a lot of stress. It was a lot of stress because the team was clearly going nowhere. But is he going to have the patience for it? You know, as much as I I love him as a coach and what he did for us, is is he going to have the patience um, to build young? He's never done that. He's never done that. He he took over for Don Nelson. That team was was a win-now team. You know, he went to the Rockets, T-Mac, Yao Ming. That team was a win-now team. I mean, they weren't realistically going to win anything, but you know what I mean? They were a playoff team. So Van Gundy's never really been a rebuild coach. So, let's see. Let's see what happens. So, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's go to, um, let's close this out with um, Charlie from New York. Charlie, how you feeling, man?
10: What's good? was good, man? Big time fan, man. Charlie Brown, between sports of hate. Um, I want to talk about a few things real quick. Back mm-hmm. on the Fisdale. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt Fisdale was going to work out for one main reason. Mm-hmm. Player development. Mm. And Memphis, he didn't really show that. And when he was coming to the Knicks, as you can see, if we didn't make no stupid trades or silly signings, we are going to stay relatively young. We needed somebody who was going to bring in a system, make our team have an identity again. We've been lacking identity for a long time. And when we came out there, it was like freestyle ball. And on top of that, he didn't let our young guys make mistakes. You know, if you look at Atlanta, uh, Memphis, They're letting their young guys ball out and they get to see who's talented and who's not, who can be a role player, who we can get rid of. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at OKC with, uh, uh, Gilgis Alexandra. I mean, we didn't see that until Westbrook left. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So to me, I didn't think he did a great part when it came to play development and the change of rotation was just a little too much. Like you said, um, he started Knox, but then he stopped once Knox made a little mistake. And, um, Knox, as you can see, is very timid. He's not aggressive. He has the skills there. Mm -hmm. Don't get it twisted. He could definitely ball out. But he doesn't have that fire. And we need a coach that can light a flame under our players because we have talented players. We need to use them a little better. For example, I don't believe we should have Randall shooting so many jump shots, bringing Mm -hmm. up the ball sometimes. I mean, he flourished in New Orleans because... They used him in the right system, bully ball. They knew he was a strong guy, back you down, that's scoring the paint. Uh, We got to use our players better than what what they're capable of, you know. Um, I I like Mike Miller, but like you said, right now, somewhat he could do the – the the building the fundamental blocks for us. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I don't believe he's our long-term. I don't believe in Jeff Van Gundy either. You brought in a very interesting point, Mm. which is why you can kind of probably pick Tibbs over Jeff Van Gundy just because he has the experience with younger players. He teaches defense, which (laughs) we play really horrible defense. Mm. And I believe he can probably get our players going. The only thing is, will he bring drama? Yeah, it's sort of like if it's not Mark Jackson, you got to go with Mike Miller. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jeff and Gunny, like you time. said, will he have the patience? Will yeah. he play the young guys? Hopefully he wouldn't be a, a Larry Brown kind of guy, you right. know, who doesn't believe in playing the young guys? Hey, let's bring in some veterans, you yeah. know?
3: Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, he's he's never been I a rebuild coach. Never been a rebuild coach. appreciate right, the uh, call, man. Appreciate the call, bro. Yeah, he's, he's never been a rebuild coach. That's the only thing, you know? Um, the thing about Miller, like I said yesterday, somebody had brought that point up was, you know, Miller seems to be a pretty good X's and O's guy, but is he a motivator? Is he the guy that's going to get Knox, you know, to, to take it to another level, to be a dog, be aggressive, and get on him when he's not? You know, you know Thibodeau's going to do that. You know Mark Jackson will do that. You know Van Gundy will do that. But is, but is that is that in Mike Miller's uh, character to do so? So we'll see. Again, all, all good conversation to be had. And there's going to be some decisions to be made. But uh, never a dull moment in Knicks land, man. But appreciate everybody for joining tonight. Uh, Back Wednesday, Knicks versus Wizards at home at the Garden. Let's see if they can rebound from last night's tough double OT loss. So to everybody that joined in, hit that thumbs up button on your way out. Remember, this show is available in audio podcast format, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Alexa and Stitcher all on the Knicks fan TV. If you're iTunes guy. Please leave us a review, it would go a long way. Very much appreciated. Please subscribe to the channel, it's free to do so. We're on our war path to 20,000 subscribers. Right now, we're looking at 17,400. I want to hit 20,000 before the season is up. So tell a friend, share these videos, share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, text your friend. If you, if there's a Knicks fan in here that, you know, that does not know about this show, text them right now with this link, let them know. Listen, we just had Mark Berman on New York Post. We're talking news. We're talking rumors. Share these videos. It would go a long way, man. So definitely appreciate it. Uh, Let me shout out some people in the chat, Anthony Parasol, how you feeling, thanks for coming on, Nino Brown, checking in from, I think he's out in Serbia, somewhere like that, so shout out Nino Brown, Andrew Peoples, appreciate it, everybody watching on Facebook, thank you very much Twitch, all of that, pal, appreciate you for calling in. NYK Gunner, John Talento, always in here, one of the first ones in here. So, uh, good show, everybody. Jack Peters, appreciate you. Charles Barkley in here, Apple fanboy. Gotta be legend checking in from Costa Rica. Peace, it's me, peace. All the mods, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll see you, man. Crillians Under Low, welcome to the channel. See you guys Wednesday night.
11: Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.